which I do. Let's, let's let him try. Daddy, yeah. Want me to hold it for him? Watch this. We better stop because your brother's crying listening to us sing. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Hot Marriage Cool Parents. I'm your host, Jamie Otis, and my husband, Douglas Hainer, is my co-host, and he is just settling Hendrix down right now, our son, who's five months old. But we have the most incredible guest from Married at First Sight on today. It is... Wow, I'm going to actually keep it a surprise. But you're going to find out soon. We don't have an awful lot. We're going to bring them on immediately. Usually we have a little bit to chat about before, but we had a great interview with them. And I feel like you're going to want to hear the whole entire interview. So I'm not cutting any of it out. I'm going to get right to it very, very soon here. But first, I want to give a five-star review shout out to Choco Mama 88 She says, such a great couple. Years ago, I saw the first season of Married at First Sight. You guys were my favorite couple, hands down. I started following Jamie on Instagram and gradually learned about the podcast. You guys are so down to earth and just so fun to listen to. As a person who has suffered from a miscarriage myself, I appreciate how open and honest you have been with your baby journeys as well. Keep it up. I love your energy and courage. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for that because it's just always good to know that like what I'm sharing is actually beneficial and helpful to others because obviously it takes a lot to be like a wide open book uh, and you get a lot of feedback, but it's nice to hear the positive feedback. So thank you so much for that. So Doug is just about finished putting Hendrix down and we're going to bring our guests on. I cannot wait for you to find out who they are. We're going to talk all about Married at First Sight and this past season, season 11 and the reunion. It was on fire. Okay, here we go. All right, guys. So today's guests are ones a lot of you have been asking for. I'll give you a little hint. They're from season nine of Married at First Sight. They are a huge fan favorite. The two of them are also expecting their first kiddo together, and they're stars of Married at First Sight Couples Cam. If you haven't guessed yet, it's Greg and Deanna. <laughs> Since being on Married at First Sight, the two of them have started their own apparel company, Akpaseri. And now they are prepping for the arrival of baby O in the spring. Congrats, guys, and welcome on Hot Marriage Cool Parents. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, has pregnancy forced your apparel line to go into maternity and baby apparel? No, not yet. A lot of people <laughs> have been asking about that. Um, we were playing with the idea of doing something of that sort, but nothing yet. I actually bought one of your guys' shirts because I thought they were so cute and I loved the message. It had good vibes on it and I love it. So I got like a racer tank and I feel like you could wear yeah. that pregnancy or not pregnancy because it's nice and flowy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely saw your order come in. We was excited about that. But yeah. yeah, thanks for supporting us. Oh my gosh. I honestly just loved what you guys are doing. So I was like, oh, let me get one of these. <laughs> it's really nice. Um, okay. So first of all, congratulations, of course, on your pregnancy, Deanna. I know that you are super excited and ready, maybe a little bit before your husband. And I mean, that's kind of the same story for Doug and I. Like I was ready to have a baby <laughs> immediately and Doug was like, no. But now that you're here and you're both pregnant, or, you're both pregnant. Now that you're here and you're both, you know, excited to be pregnant and whatnot, how has this pregnancy been going? Um, yeah, so Greg is excited now. Like we got him on board finally. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's getting more and more real. Like each guess my belly continues to grow, but so far, like the pregnancy has been pretty smooth. In the beginning, first trimester, you know, like the nausea, but not like full on horrible like terror stories that I've heard of morning sickness, which unfortunately some women do experience. 
but luckily I didn't have any of that. It was just constant nausea throughout the day. Like I never got sick, but I just felt queasy for pretty much all day long for the first few months. But now everything is going a lot smoother now that I'm finally in the second trimester and I have an appetite now and I'm actually being able to want to eat food. We're doing pretty good. And Greg, have you had any sympathy cravings or anything else like that? Because I used to feel everything that Jamie had, if she was a little sick, if she was tired, like I genuinely felt the sympathy pains. Not to that extreme, oh. though, obviously, but. Wow, that's amazing. We're crazy. Um, no, I haven't felt uh, any of those <laughs> symptoms. I think I lucked up as well for that. Maybe the second baby or third or. <laughs> well, they just got but one. Now, now they're having three. <laughs> Deanna, you asked for it. Now he's like, okay, bring me them all. <laughs> Deanna, are you able to feel the baby kick? And Greg, have you been able to feel the baby kick yet? Yes, I can feel the baby kick and flip. And they're in there doing somersaults or something. I have no idea what's <laughs> going on. But it's like full-on acrobat that I'm feeling. And I keep trying to get Greg to catch it. And she just keeps missing it. Like, it just happens super quick and, like, so random. That That's he hasn't been able to feel it yet. Like, I keep trying. You know, Jamie did that to me every single time. She goes, Doug, he's kicking. And I'd look and I'd stare for five minutes. And then I'd get, no, I'm not looking anymore. And then she'll say, feel here. Exactly. And then I'll put my hand there and nothing happens. And then, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I make him hold his hand there. for. I'm like, just wait. It's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. And then, like, he holds his hand there for, like, five minutes and like, nothing. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Right. That's exactly what's been going on. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, I'm not lying. It's really happening. I really feel it. And like, Deanna, like, don't you just so badly want Greg to feel it? Because it's like such an amazing feeling and it's so miraculous. And it's like, you just want to experience this with someone else, share the experience. And then it's like, it doesn't happen. That's exactly it. It's just like when you're feeling the movement, that's when you know something's in there the whole time. But like when you feel the movement, you're like, it's alive. Like there is something really in there. Like, I don't know. It's just so amazing. Yeah. And I know that anybody that has watched Couples Cam, we kind of got an inside point of view with you know, the discussion of having a baby and feeling comfortable having a baby and both of you getting on board. And I think we saw the very first time that you saw the pregnancy test was positive. When was the point where both of you got on board? Um, when she found out she was pregnant. <laughs> really, Greg? That, that's what it seemed like to no, me. No, I mean, I was always hesitant, even with the fact that we was still, I mean, quote unquote, trying or letting things happen. I still have more resistance than Deanna. I wasn't like 100% um, defined on, on having a baby. I think my thing was just because of COVID and just being that we've just been together for a year and a half, it's not having a chance to really, you know, travel and do things on our own as a couple before we, you know, go into the parent world. And so that was my only reservation towards it. I did get on board, as you guys saw on the show, where, you know, just think about life and think about our age and, you know, life's too short. And so, you know, I do want to shout out. I do want Deanna to be my baby mama. So, just, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, like, what do I have to lose, right? Waiting a couple of months versus doing it now. I mean, what's really going to change? Especially with COVID, you don't know what's happening. So, it's like, well, you know, might as well just take a chance and, you know, have faith. And if it happens, it happens. And, you know, luckily for us, it did. Oh, that's really sweet. And I know with COVID, it kind of changes everybody's mind. Before we had Henley, I had a pre-baby bucket list that I wanted to check off before having a baby, which included traveling and skydiving yeah. and swimming with a shark, which you probably shouldn't do when you have newborns. But <laughs> thinking about it now with COVID, I don't necessarily know if we would have been able to do really any of that now. And, you know, it is a scary time, but so, so very happy for the both of you. 
thank you. Thank you so much. But yeah, we, we 100% agree. Like we wanted to do so much. And I think that, like Greg said, when COVID hit and the uncertainty with it, it's like your life doesn't stop when you have a kid. It just changes slightly. And yeah. like the things that we wanted to do as far as traveling, we could make that happen with a kid or find a babysitter. We have a really strong support system around us and family and friends. So if we wanted to go on a trip as an adult only trip, like I know that we could make that happen along with, you know, the other things that we had on the bucket list. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's exactly it. Like Doug and I joke all the time that like after you have a kid, your life changes and it's true. Of course your life changes and of course you have a lot more responsibility. But honestly, yeah. there is nothing better than having kids like really. And I feel blessed and, you know, I'm sure you do too, because there are some women who aren't able to or some families who aren't able to for whatever reason. And so it's the biggest blessing to be able to have a baby and to kind of figure out, I mean, it's definitely a challenge. I'm not going to like sugarcoat it. But it's the best challenge to have in life is to have this little person who's a miniature you, you know, and like to be able to be Mm -hmm. their nurturer and guide them in life. And it's just the absolute best. So I'm so excited for you guys. Have you guys decided if you guys want to find out the gender or is that something you're keeping secret? Um, So we have found out what the gender is, but we're trying to figure out like a fun way to announce it to our family and friends. I couldn't wait to find out. Like, I yeah. immediately am like, I want to go buy, I want to go shop. And yeah. I'm like, you know how it is. Once you find out what the baby is, it's like another piece that solidifies, like, I'm getting to know the person that I'm growing. Yes. So I couldn't wait. I was like, nope, I got to know as soon as you're able to. But as far as like telling friends and family, we wanted to make sure that we did it in like in a fun way. Like, yeah. Also, safe way, you know, non. Wildfire way, like making yeah. sure we can nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy. We want to make sure that we are environmentally safe with our gender reveal to family and friends. But yeah, we definitely want to do that for them. So, do you guys want to tell hot marriage, cool parents the gender, and then just tell your family and friends not to listen? <laughs> um, I don't know. We might. Are you sure you don't want to just tell us? No, no, but I totally get you on that. Like wanting to make it like fun. I mean, there's so few things to celebrate in life. And I have a friend who's pregnant right now and she's not going to find out the gender. She's going to find out at delivery, which is incredible. I don't think I could ever do that. Cause like you, Deanna, I like, I want to buy, I want to prep the nursery. I don't know. I want to do all these things, but like, I think it's amazing. Like this is the one time in life where honestly, it's a big miracle. It's amazing when a baby's being born and like grown within Mm -hmm. someone. And it's also, like there's so many surprises like you find out like if it's a boy or a girl and like whenever you have a baby that's always kind of a surprise because you can't truly time that you know unless I guess you have a scheduled c-section but even then you just kind of hope that you make it to your scheduled date so it's like there are so few great surprises in this world and I feel like it's awesome that you know you're obviously just enjoying every bit of it which is of course that's like awesome yeah Do y'all have any ideas on how we should do the gender reveal? Well, I was going to say, if you need any ideas, I mean, we have thought this through ourselves a lot. So for Henley, we ended up having balloons inside a box, inside a really big box. And my mother-in-law dressed in either a tie or a tutu. And she like popped out of a box with a tutu because it was a girl with the pink Uh balloons. So that was kind of fun. I don't know if you know anybody who wants to be in a box. My mother-in-law literally like wanted to pop out of a box. (laughs) So we went for it. My sister-in-law just did like the smoke thing where you're like, you're each, I don't know, somehow you each like pop it at the same time. That's really fun. And it's socially distanced. The other thing that Doug really wanted to do was like the baseball thing where like you put an egg, you fill it with like the color of the baby 
and then you swing a bat and try to hit it. And so then it like poofs. Yeah, Greg, I feel like you would have to have a good swing and probably practice if you wanted to go that route. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I'll be honest, I don't have a good hand-eye coordination. So I've always been bad at baseball, so I'll yeah. I think we, I, I think we saw that one episode where Deanna was winning at almost everything. In like, didn't you guys go golfing? And no, that was oh, yeah, that was a, as a golfer. <laughs> yeah, she's a really good golfer. Like, don't sleep on her. Like, she's really good. So we was actually thinking about maybe doing golf balls once, so yeah. very similar to what you mentioned, Doug, and swinging it. But I'm like looking at her, like, well, you gotta swing it because you're the. You're the <laughs> that you're the is awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, whatever you guys decide, make it your own and really enjoy it and celebrate it. And we're so excited for you. And hopefully one day, you never know, we'll get to have a play date at some point. Oh my gosh, that would be so cool. Our kids are technically, they're only going to be like less than a year apart, actually, if you think about it, like Hendrix anyways, and your little one. Yeah, all of them will be similar ages, like where a play date would be awesome. Yeah. I'm down for it, yeah. Yeah, and then the great thing about play dates that you'll discover soon is that then the kids just play. Well, when they get to a certain age, in the beginning, you still have to be super hands-on. But when they get to, like, Henley's age, the moms just, like, hang. Not that I've done this ever, but I've seen it happen, and I want to do it. The moms just hang, and the kids just go play. And it's like, oh, this is great. The kids are occupied, and I have, like, someone to talk to who's not three. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about pitching a show idea to Lifetime where – all of the couples that have kids, they get to go on vacation. And all the couples that don't have kids, they get to babysit the kids while we go on vacation. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Get them ready. I love it. He's totally joking, but actually... Sounds like a good idea. Sounds like a good idea. (laughs) Uh, No, let's call Lifetime right now. Let's let's see what happens. Actually, I wouldn't want AJ watching my kid now that I think about it. (laughs) So real fast, before we switch gears over to Married at First Sight, I wanted to ask Deanna and Greg, do you guys feel ready for the baby? No. (laughs) We have nothing ready in the house. There's no baby stuff. Well, one of my um, girlfriends, she actually gave us a whole travel kit. Like, what is it called? A car seat and the extra car seat connector. For her baby shower, she ended up getting two of them. And she was like, well, I only needed the one. So... As soon as I told her that we were pregnant, she was like, great, stay here. I have something for you. And I was like, wait, what? I'm not ready for this. Like, I don't know what am I supposed to do with the whole car seat. So (laughs) that's the only thing that we really have, you know, ready for a baby. But as far as a nursery or... You know how you like you'll start nesting and getting ready. We have nothing. <laughs> yeah, don't feel like you're behind or anything like that because we didn't either. So I mean, you still have time. And even if the baby comes out, like all the baby really needs is mama and daddy, and then you have time to get it. Even if there was a surprise and he or she came out early, so. Don't let that stress you out because honestly, you're not alone when it comes to that. But on that note, do you have a planned baby shower or are you planning on registering anywhere? Yes. So I'm pretty positive that my sister is going to run the baby shower. She's already started asking me to start thinking about like themes. So we're trying to decide on like what the theme of it will be. And then I've already started playing around with like, you know, the YouTube reviews on like the best things to get and just like asking some of the fans on my social media to share like what are some of the best things that they've got their baby shower, some of the things that they're like, yeah, you could probably hold off on, you know, X, Y, and Z, but I definitely want to do a few registries just to make sure that we have everything. 
Yeah, definitely. I feel like if I can recommend anything, unsolicited advice is register for diapers or make sure that there's like a diaper raffle of some sort because diapers are expensive AF. (laughs) And although actually I should ask because sometimes people do cloth diapers. Uh, Do you plan on cloth diapers or regular diapers? Either way, it's expensive. (laughs) I definitely want to do regular diapers. I'm afraid of cloth diapers, like washing them and cleaning them. I I don't think that I'm built for that. Honestly, same. I try to be so eco-friendly and I want to leave the planet a better place or I just try to like be aware, but like there's so many things when you have a newborn and then like even still when the baby's growing and I really did. I tried cloth diapering. In all fairness, I did not give it enough chance. I could have tried harder. I'm not going to lie. But there's a bazillion other things that I also was trying to navigate and figure out. And so I've just done disposable as well. And I think that, of course, that's fine. But yeah, so register for diapers because they're expensive. They go too fast. and Or even just like the diaper raffle. Genius idea. Love that idea. Yeah. And our son, Hendrix, I mean, if we went the cloth route, Hendrix literally had a duty in every diaper for the first two months, like every single diaper. Not even joking. Like he would just shart. So then you have to change it. Of course. Yeah. So. But anyways, we're not trying to tell you anything negative because you're... Well, yeah, no, I'll definitely take that down. Yeah, no, it's fine. On, on the registry for sure. Yeah. I was trying to wreck my brain about something that like I think is so important for you to have with a baby. Like like I would say like, oh, you can't live without... But honestly, I don't even know. Like, because I feel like every baby's different. Like, one thing that we have with Hendrix that I couldn't live without is a Dakotot, but we literally never used it with Gracie. So every baby is different. So I guess maybe my only advice is like to take all advice and all uh, tips with like a grain of salt and just like knowing your mama heart. Like, I mean, you have a mother's instinct because you are a mama now, but like, you know, it does get a bit annoying. And I think everyone just does it from the goodness of their heart. Everyone just wants to share their best tips with you, but it can be overwhelming and all consuming and a bit intimidating. So just know that, you know, of course, like take it and, you know, do what you want with it. But like, if it's not for you, that's okay. And don't feel bad about that. And I don't want to harp on this too much either, because we're going to definitely get into the new season of Married at First Sight. And I mean, no disrespect by this whatsoever. I ask every person that's come on the podcast that's pregnant, Deanna, will you be breastfeeding? That is a plan. I'm not offended by it. So let me start there. But yeah, I think that that's something I definitely want to try. Hopefully it works out. But I'm also open to if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I won't beat myself up about it. That is the best game plan ever. Um, Have you had any surprising thoughts or feelings since being pregnant that you'd want to share with us? Um, Well, like as I'm going through the pregnancy, like I'm realizing that everyone's body is different. And the one thing that I realized that I noticed is I've gotten carpal tunnel in my hands, not even in my wrist. It's just slight swelling. When I went to the doctor, I was like, is something wrong? And she was like, no, some women just get carpal tunnel. So that wasn't even anything that like I was even aware of, of just like how all the changes in your body. Like I ended up with carpal tunnels. Like I don't even know how that even happened. But yeah, um, just talking to some of my friends and my sister, like they experienced things that I haven't experienced and carpal tunnel was just a new one for me. So I was just surprised at that and just how vivid dreams are nowadays. Yeah. Like dreams, like I normally forget them, but I will wake up like terrified in a dream thinking that like it was so real the way that it felt. And they're just really weird, just random stuff. 
Uh, just FYI, the dreams, at least for me, they don't go away after like I'm now five months postpartum and I have been having dreams. I've had two of them now that Doug is cheating on me. And like you said, it's so vivid. It's so real. I wake up and my Uh, heart, (laughs) I wake up and my heart is racing and I look at Doug and I'm like, you cheated on me again. He goes, Oh, and he rolls over and he goes back to sleep. And I was like, can I have a hug? And he completely, like, I guess at that point he fell asleep and I just laid there like feeling so rejected. And I knew that that was absolutely ridiculous, but I was also like, like, it's just so vivid and so real. Right. Diana. Yes. In Jamie's- there was an intruder in the house one time. Like, and I was like, Oh my gosh, somebody's in the house. Like there was nothing going on. It was all in my head. <laughs> Jane, would you rather a shooter in the house or me cheating on you in a dream? Okay, one second, guys. Before we get there, I just want to give a friendly reminder that for anybody who doesn't know Doug's in my full story, I have wrote a book called Wifey 101. It's available on Amazon for less than 10 bucks. And if you want a signed copy, I love to personalize the copies. So you can head to my website. It's jamieotis.com and grab yourself a signed copy. It's I think it's a great idea for the holidays. Sometimes, you know, if you want to put a note in the order and say exactly who you want me to dedicate the book to, I love, love, love being able able to leave a little note to every person that I send my book off to. So yes, if you want to check out Wifey 101, everything I got wrong after finding Mr. Right, I share all about our first year of marriage in that book. And it's available on Amazon for 10 bucks or less. And it's also available on jamieotis.com, my website, and you can get a signed copy there. All right, back to the interview. I think you cheating because I can get rid of you, but I'm, it's harder to get rid of a shooter. But if you cheat on me, Douglas Hayner, I tell him, I'm like, if you cheat on me, like literally in the dream, I'm like, you're ruining our family. Like I can't stay married to you because you cheated on me. You have zero proof that you've come up with in your dream though. That's a good point. I don't know how I know you cheated on me. I just know that you did. <laughs> It's so funny. But anyways, the dreams are so scary. Like and, and for some reason, they don't tend to be good dreams. They're always like scary dreams. Exactly. That's the part that creeps me out. It's just, ugh. Yeah. All right. So let's switch gears and talk about the most recent season of Married at First Sight, season 11. You guys watched it? Yeah. Yeah, we watched it. We watched it. It was great. I loved it. Honestly, I loved it. I haven't loved a season, to be very honest. And even though like we're alum and we should just always love our show, Married at First Sight, I haven't loved a season as much as I've loved that season in a long time. Just because there was... Whoa, whoa, (laughs) whoa. He just prefaced it. What was that? Long No, I I love you guys. I really do. But you know what I mean is that like every couple, well not every couple, I guess like in particular for me, Woody and Amani, they had like such a real connection, kind of like you guys, to be very honest. And then I guess the reason why I loved it so much is because honestly, I'm not going to lie, Amelia and Bennett are my favorite. They're so different. And I like that there was different people on, you know what I mean? Like Amelia and Bennett, they're not your average Joe and they are so confident and so... I don't know, so accepting and just, I just loved watching their love. It was so different than the normal love story. You guys think so too? Yes. Amelia and Bennett were my favorite. From, they are like, your favorite the too? I like matchmaking episode. I was like, oh my God, I love them. They're so uniquely them. And yes. I was like, yep, yeah, the fact that they are just, you know, free spirit. And, and all the friends and family. Yes, like, the wedding. That I wedding was, was crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They sucked us in from day one. Yeah. And watching them grow and flourish and just like connect. I just absolutely love them. Yeah. I think they're all time married at first sight fan favorites. Like they're going to be amazing. 
Yes, I agree. And I think that the show needed something a little different because, you know, watching just kind of the same dynamic happening over and over again. I mean, it's interesting, of course, but it's like, oh my gosh, like I would love to see like maybe like an older couple one day or, you know, same sex marriage would be awesome. Like just to see like, I mean, there are so many different types of love out there rather than the ones that we've been seeing kind of over and over again, which is, of course, it's always interesting, but I love that they brought in, you know, people who are just as deserving of love and clearly made for each other. I mean, they did an amazing job matching them. Like there couldn't be someone better for Amelia or Bennett than each other, right? Like I feel like they're just such a match made in heaven. They definitely are. And the fact that their paths crossed, I think a couple of times, it just wasn't the right timing. Yeah. Like, and then for them to like, you get married at first sight to this person that you like, seen in passing, but it was just like never the right time. It just like seemed like fate. Like it was like, I don't know, fairy tale ending for them to come together the way that they did. I love it. Yes, I totally agree. Okay, so for everyone listening, no spoilers because, you know, at this point, actually, I got to say though, like people say, oh, you spoiled it for me. I didn't have a chance to watch it. And I'm like, girl, first of all, I'm giving you a heads up right now that we're talking about Married at First Sight, okay? So if you don't want a spoiler, then don't keep listening, A. B, it's been a few days since it's been on TV. I'm not trying to give you a spoiler, but like you've had plenty of time to watch. So we got to talk about this. (laughs) Um, Exactly. And it's all on the internet. So you didn't spoil it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So quick recap for everybody who's listening. If you may have not caught up yet and you don't care if it's a spoiler, there were five couples on season 11 of Married at First Sight. And we didn't like do anything weekly by recapping it, but we did touch here and there. And so there are five different couples and rough fast, we're going to ask Greg and Deanna their opinion because now the season is officially over. It just ended with the reunion and it was such an amazing season. I absolutely loved it. Obviously, we've already talked about Amelia and Bennett. They were definitely fan favorites. They are like my favorite couple of all time, I think. They're like unapologetically themselves, but in the most non-offensive way. Honestly, I just aspire to be more like that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it was just a it's hilarious to watch them and just even me picturing Ben with his pigtails during those interviews. Yes. Like, that's just hilarious. <laughs> like, like, I, I all like, the, yes. All his dresses and outfits. Oh my gosh. And it it's like, hilarious. it was normal for him. It wasn't like he right. was trying to show off or anything. It's just, that was my favorite part was what is Bennett going to wear next and how's he going to have his hair next? That was my favorite part. So now on to another couple because there were two couples in particular that didn't seem like they were going to mesh at all, like right from the start. And one being Christina and Henry, which was my most frustrating couple of this season. But I want to get your thoughts on that. Well, I didn't watch the finale, I mean, the reunion yesterday. So um, I don't know what I missed. But overall, throughout the season, I think my take is that they both tried. Christina had her issues where, you know, she definitely was, you know, had hot button and low patience, but I think she definitely put some effort into it. And I think overall, they just, I see what the experts were doing, where they're trying to make opposite track and, you know, pull the strengths and weaknesses of each other as a couple. But I think they were too far on those spectrums, right? Like, I think he was too far on the introverted, and she was too far in the adventurous extrovert. But I think it was just too far for them to make it work. And I think for Henry, he just, I think he tried, but then he quickly gave up at times. I think he was going at his own pace, which is something that, as we all four know, you can't go your own pace during this no. uh, experiment. You could be patient, but you just can't be. You got to be in the middle. Right. Yeah. You have to put some more effort into it. And I think it was just some volatility here and there, but I felt bad because I think they could have worked if they communicated more, if they really 
I don't yeah, know. I think it was some yeah. of the communication. Like, I feel like there were times that I was in there yelling at the screen when Henry was talking, and I was like, Henry, just tell her how you really feel. Right. Let it out. And, That's, and, that, and, oh. and he wouldn't do it. And I was yeah. just she was good. She wanted to hear that you were attracted to her. And, she, and, but like, he, if you were attracted to her, just say yeah. you're attracted to her. He it's clearly wasn't. He yeah. clearly wasn't attracted to her at all. I was going to say, I think it's a case of he's just not that into you. Like, he just wasn't into her. And he even said on the reunion, Deanna, I don't know if you remember this, but he said at the wedding, he heard that she just got out of this serious relationship of five years yeah. with a married man. And I think that that threw him off right from day one. And so he just wasn't even going to give it a chance anyways. What do you guys think? I agree, because I did hear that yesterday, too, um, on the reunion, as far as, like, when he got that information, that was just something that he held on to. And I know everybody comes into a relationship with baggage, and, I mean, me speaking for myself, I was was 10 years single in the game, and I felt that that was the first thing that I told Greg, and he was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> I know that that was a red flag for him. Huge, big one. <laughs> yeah. It was like a banner. It was a huge red banner for Greg. Right. But, um, he probably just couldn't believe it because you're such a sweetheart. You know, I think that's what it was. Um, what? Come on. <laughs> let's just, let's just talk about Christina and Henry. Let's just talk about this. But I think that, like, had she shown him and he was also open, like, for both sides, she had to show, like, yes, I was in a relationship, but I know that's in the past and I'm trying to move forward. And then him just being open and receptive to, hey, this could, you know, be something good. Because yeah. I feel like that's kind of where Greg and I kind of landed of I'm putting forth the effort. And he was also open to the fact that, you know, I came with my baggage. Yeah. But, and, well, that's what yeah. frustrates me is the couples that, or individuals, I should say, that just don't give the process a chance. And I think someone like Henry, you have to have some level of, open-mindedness to go out of your comfort zone. But if you're so introverted where you're not going to try or you're not going to trust the process or even be part of it, then I just wish people would just say, I want to end the marriage and I'm just not feeling it. This is not going to anywhere that's going to be a positive place and just to rather just stop. Or I don't know if it's a thing of just the people or the people, you know, giving their assessment and when they do the personality testing and interviews, just someone that just doesn't know themselves because, you know, they put them together based on what they were both saying to the experts. And like Greg said, just way too far apart where it was just, you can't climb together in six, seven weeks. It's almost nearly impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of couples who are kind of far apart, I mean, in a different way, anyways, uh, Miles and Karen, it's actually entirely different. I can't even compare the two, but, (laughs) but Miles and Karen, there was something off with them. I don't really know exactly what it was. Like Miles was obviously smitten with Karen, really, really patient and loving towards her. But Karen like didn't even want to touch him really. Like didn't want to, Mm. like they didn't kiss. Sounds so familiar. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Was Deanna like that with you, Greg? Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I was supposed to Well, wait. Yeah, in the beginning, for Greg and I, we were a little bit like that until I was able to, like, fully trust. Like, I was open to let him know, like, I'm here for the right reasons, but I just needed some time to warm up to him. I mean, and I came around, so you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now she's your baby mama, so you're fine. But, no, actually, I'm kind of curious. I kind of want to see if maybe they're kind of more similar to you guys, you know, than, like, I had first thought because... 
That is a good point. Like, I don't know, to kind of debunk a little bit of what Doug's saying as far as, well, not even to debunk it, but like to just like, I guess, carry on about it is like, you have to at least try. So I feel like, you know, Deanna, obviously like it's scary. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like maybe Karen is just scared out of her mind. Like she really wants it clearly, like because she's stuck in there, but she's scared. She's terrified of rejection and she's scared of getting her heart broken. But also she had an image of this guy in her mind like the day before the wedding. So that was kind of something to get over. Yeah, no, that's true. I guess she said she wasn't attracted to him, but I feel like she... Yeah, yeah. So then that, that makes it like so confusing. Like, are you not attracted to him or are you just scared to have your heart broken? What do you guys think? I think it was both. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was both. Like, when you're in the beginning, like, again, like, you know, that we don't get to know, like, the whole story. But Mm -hmm. from the beginning of what she shared is she was in a relationship and then got cheated on. So, like, I can see, like, where there was reservations there, right? You don't want to get hurt again. So you put up the wall to protect yourself. And then also, you know, finding out ahead of time like who he was and then going and, you know, doing what we sometimes do as women. We snoop and we dig and we investigate and she found out who he was. I don't know if that may have been like the best thing because then it puts like a preconceived notion in your head, right? Like now, oh, well, he's not my type or, you know, like you have an idea of who he is and it's not really like I'm going in marrying somebody at first sight I've never seen before. So I think it was a mix of both. I think it was, she was scared, but then also like, She had an idea of what she thought she was getting and then had to come to terms with what are the real reasons why I was matched with him? Am I actually seeing that? Yeah, I do want to say that thankfully because of COVID, from what I've heard during the the finale and the decision day was that because of COVID and those extra two months that they had, that helped them stay together for her to come around and for them to warm up to each other and all that. So I I thought that was amazing to hear that the extra two months, extra eight weeks that they had was beneficial for their marriage for them to stay together. Yeah. And I think that I love the couples that kind of start out that way and then make it at the end because you truly get to see what happens. It's like a real life scenario where, you know, you're kind of just working on somebody, becoming friends, then becoming intimate, then viewing each other as, you know, something that you can be with. And then, you know, the sexual intimacy and everything else sort of comes later. I I like watching that journey as much as I also like watching a disaster part, even something like Olivia and Brett, what happened between them. It was like, that was a recipe for disaster. And he's one that I feel like just wasn't ready to be married whatsoever. Like, yeah, not in the right mental state to say, yeah, I want to settle down. That was complete opposite. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, even just the beginning, I mean, I'm not going to judge him because he said he dated over 45 women in those two years, but I think it spoke true at the decision day. We said he didn't feel comfortable enough to trust her. And I think, I don't know what her response was, but it was very similar. You didn't even try or something like that. I think that played a part with his breakup with his fiance. Uh, right. My personal opinion, outside looking in, he hasn't fully dealt with that mentally, as you mentioned. Like he hasn't really gone through that process of letting go. I mean, yeah, you can live your good life, so to speak, and yeah. as far as dating a lot of women, you know, after a breakup. But as far as like mentally going and going through that process, I don't think he's fully recovered from it. No, you can't judge somebody for having fun being single. But if you're right. not ready to give up that life, then don't sign up for the show. But something that came up on the reunion last night, Greg, I know that you didn't really watch it, but the one part that I did see was Brett's recount of the entire show experience. He felt that the editing and the camera people 
really put him in a bad light. And he's saying that the way he is and the way he appeared on the show is totally different. Did you guys have any of that come out during your filming and your season? Like, were you upset or did you feel like anything was portrayed negatively from what you filmed? Or not even just negatively, but just differently than like real life? Um, I mean, overall, I think they did a good job with the editing. I mean, there's some parts where I was like, well, there's more to that conversation. I could see how to edit like that. Right. But I think ultimately, as a whole, it wasn't anything like, oh, my gosh, like that was completely off for what we was, you know, what we was talking about or what was happening. So for us, I think we didn't have that issue. Yeah, no, even like hearing Brett say that and Olivia had commented on it as well on the reunion yesterday of Brown. They said from the beginning, like, if you're an asshole in real life, <laughs> yep. you will, you know, show up as an asshole on TV. Like, <laughs> and I think that, yes, we are not used to having cameras, you know, following us around, but if you're trying to portray a certain type of person or, you know, a certain type of image that you think of yourself on TV, it's not going to come across that way. Like you have to be, you know, true and genuine. And I think that as I was listening to some of the things that he was saying, I don't know if like self-awareness and accountability is fully there. So I don't think that anything that they would have shown of Brett, he would have been okay with. I just don't think that he was like fully aware of like his actions and like how they have, yeah, um, you know, a, a consequence to other people. Like, he just didn't take any ownership on anything. So I don't know. Yeah, I honestly totally agree. I feel like it'd be interesting to talk to him now because I don't know if you noticed, but like he had like these like puppy dog eyes during his interviews where it's almost like he... A, he's just good at like being a player or B, he's kind of starting to catch on to the fact that like maybe he's a little at fault and he should take some accountability. You know, of course, like now it's over. So who knows what would come of that? But I feel like maybe he was actually trying to apologize for real. Maybe he kind of caught on that he was, you know, not the sharpest tool in the box and not the coolest dude. I guess we'll never know because now it's done filming. But either way, though, that the sad thing about that is that he definitely was not ready to get married. And I don't really fault the experts for that. I feel like people are so good at thinking and portraying themselves as some sort of way to the experts, you know, and then they get into it and it's like, wait a minute, that's not at all what you told me. But the sad thing about that is that Olivia really was ready. And it just always breaks my heart. Like, I feel like every season there's at least one couple where whether it's the husband or the wife is a hundred percent ready for marriage, really came into this with their whole entire heart. And then the other one is just like a complete dud. And then they're just like stuck with this terrible spouse. And obviously it's not planned, but it's just heartbreaking to see it go down. Yeah. And I think that the one thing that I was going to add on to that is what you're saying as far as like a person who goes through the process, I don't always know if it's like you're trying to portray yourself, you know, a certain way whenever you're in those interviews, but it's like you also seriously think in your head, I could be seriously ready for marriage. And then when you get married, you realize maybe this is not what I was thinking. True. I don't know. I always say that there's a difference between being ready for being married and then also being married at first sight. There's <laughs> Very two different also true. That. Yeah. It's two different things. I mean, yeah, you can be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to settle down and, and be with someone and then get married at first sight and deal with the cameras. And, you know, there might be something that, you know, for example, Karen and Miles, like, oh, she wasn't really attracted to him in the beginning physically. And so that kind of turns you off. So in the beginning, like, oh, this is a person I, eh, I'm not really feeling, I'm not really liking. But you still have to go through that process to get to know them with cameras in your face and doing all these interviews. So, so it's a completely different mindset to have going into this experiment. And that's why I'm always excited when I see people that makes it through it and work hard or grows through it in general, even if it doesn't work out. 
because you learn so much during this process. For uh, sure. That makes you a better person in the long run. Yeah. And so speaking of that, Woody and Imani, I mean, they are for sure probably everyone's fans' favorites just because they're very similar to you guys. They just like had a spark. I don't know. I guess I think they're similar to you, whereas you guys think more Karen and Miles are similar to you guys. But for me, all I remember is like you guys seem to have a spark. And of course, I do remember that you were so patient, Greg, but I feel like you guys had maybe it was just my perception of your life, which is the great thing about TV when you're watching and you think that you know about a couple and then the couple's like, wait a minute, like you don't actually really know me. But um, I don't know. I feel like you guys had a spark and you had such like love. And so I guess I thought maybe you guys were more like Woody and Imani, but obviously you guys know you better. So you're more like Karen and Miles. Anyways, I love them. I'm curious about your take on Woody and Imani. Yeah, well, I mean, they're common. I mean, I think in the beginning, uh, I will compare ourselves to Karen and Miles as far as like first couple of weeks. Yeah, first couple as of weeks. As I was warming up, and then afterwards, it turned into the whole uh, yes. Woody and Imani. Like, yeah, so I think we're yeah. blending both. But no, I mean, they was on their own lane. Like, they did their own thing. They, yep. and that's something that we try to do as well, where we was just simply in our own lane. We wasn't focused on the other couples. We did our own thing, and they did that perfectly. So I definitely congratulate them. I think even like some people say, well, don't have sex in the first two weeks. You know, don't really have sex in the honeymoon. You right. know, they did. And they're like, well, if you do that, you, it might not work out. But they, yeah. they created their own space and created their own lane. And it was amazing to watch them on TV. I love them. I love their energy. Like at first I was like, I didn't know how their energies were going to mesh together. That's what concerned yeah. me at first. Yeah. I was like, oh no, they're going to clash. Yeah. And when they like saw each other at the altar and I was like, oh, she likes it. Okay, we're good. Like <laughs> the energies are good. They're meshing and they just blossomed and took off from there. And like Greg yeah. said, they were in their own world and they created their own marriage, what worked for them. And I think that that also was really important too. They weren't comparing themselves to other people. They weren't, you know, overly involved in other people's relationship. They were just there to get to know each other and yeah. focus on their marriage and it, it was so beautiful. Like, at the decision day, I was in here crying with Greg. I was like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, it was great. I, I got it. I got teary-eyed. I I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they got a lot of people with the waterworks at their decision day, but they yeah. are so beautiful. I think that's something that is so rare, and this would really go for any reality show, but something that's so rare is seeing a couple together and knowing exactly where each of them stands, like that you can tell what they were both thinking all the time. They both knew what the, what their stances were on each. Talk about a couple that just lays everything out there to each other. And really, that's the whole idea of the process. And whether that works out, it's a beautiful thing. If it doesn't, then you get to know a lot about yourself and what you want for the future. But something that you mentioned about consummating the marriage during the experiment you know, I think every couple is going to be different and I think you kind of go at your own pace right. and it's so much more yep. special when both of you are kind of on board and you yeah. kind of build up that sort of sexual tension to where it becomes, you know, something that was really just natural and meant to happen rather than forcing it. But yep. did you guys consummate your marriage during the experiment? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We did. It was a few weeks in, but yeah, we did. And it was, like you said, it was something that we were both at a good place where we were like, we're both comfortable. It wasn't something that was forced. And I think that that was the main thing that ultimately Greg was moving at my pace. And that was my main thing that I was really wanting to feel comfortable with him and feel safe. And once I felt that way, then we were good to go. Yeah, it reminds us, reminds yeah. me a lot about us. And honestly, that's the great thing, not to bring up Karen and Miles again, but like, 
I mean, for the reunions, first of all, Karen and Miles are going like snail pace compared to everyone else. And Greg, I love how you say don't compare yourself, stay in your own lane because it's so true because they are going at snail pace compared to everyone else. But then last night for the reunion, they went from zero to 100. Like apparently now they're not only kissing, but, you know, they've consummated their marriage. And I loved that Karen was so unapologetic for the way she was because that was what she needed to do in order for this experiment. And I know, Doug, I know that like a lot of people kind of harp on like you were saying earlier, like, I don't know, you got to be open and you got to kind of open yourself up. But like sometimes it takes a little bit longer for someone to open themselves up and just you got to pray to God that you got a spouse that's patient with you. And like you said, Greg, COVID allowed that for them because maybe they wouldn't have stayed married if they weren't like quarantined together for that extra time. It's the difference between the willingness to try to open up than someone that's just not going to open up. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Good point, sir. Good point. Wait, say that again, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) There's one couple we haven't talked about yet, right? No, we talked about everybody? Oh, okay. Well, I guess we talked about everybody then. I mean, so that's it then. I feel like the seasons go by so fast. Like all of a sudden now it's over. Like we've got three new married couples and two couples who hopefully have learned from each other. We've got Hendrix squealing in the background (laughs) and Deanna, your baby kicking in your belly. It was so great to be able to chat with you guys and to have you on the podcast. This has been great chatting with you guys. It has definitely been a long time coming for us to get on here and chat with you, though. Yeah, I feel like you guys have to come back soon because I feel like this was a very fun, easy-flowing, like, you guys were an amazing guest. So thank you so much for coming on and taking the time. Of course. Thanks again for having us. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, and if anybody listening, if they're not already following you, where can everybody find you? Uh, They can find us on Instagram and on Facebook. So on Instagram, it's Deanna.McNeil. And then for Greg, it is Greg.Ocotier. Just Greg Ocotier. Oh, excuse me. Greg Ocotier on his Instagram handle. Awesome. Facebook, we just have a couple page. Couple page. We just got on there. So it's the Ocotier. So T-H-E-O-K-O-T-I-E-S. And then with regards to our clothing line plug, uh, it's Actasery, uh, so A-K-P-E-S-I-R-I. Yes. For those of you guys listening, it's an amazing clothing line. It's Akpacery and it's A-K-P-E-S-I-R-I.com. Is that right, Greg? Yep, that's correct. All right. Well, guys, it has been so, so much fun having you. I'm so incredibly excited for you to be expanding your family. And I am truly, truly honored that if it's a boy, you will put Doug as the first or middle name. Thank you. <laughs> we got you, Doug. Put your name on the list. Yeah, we'll put your name on the list. Never mind the dad and Greg, but you know, no, no big deal. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Oh my gosh. I love Greg and Deanna. I just think that they are the coolest, most down-to-earth, fun couple. Yeah, I kind of wish they lived closer because I feel like we would be good friends with them. You know, to be very honest, there's not a lot of people from Married at First Sight that were like, yeah, I could hang with them. And it's not for any reason in particular other than like, you know, I don't know. It's just it is what it is. Someone that kind of matches your vibes and energy. And, yeah, yeah, you know, there's just, yeah, there's something really special about those two. And it was fun watching them on TV. It's fun seeing them on couples cam. And it's great to talk to them again. Yeah, I really enjoy just hanging out with them. I just feel like they're just so chill and non They're kind of like Amelia and Bennett, but just a little bit more quote unquote normal. Well, I also like finding out some of the other couples' takes on the current season of Married at First Sight. So it's always... 
good to get some insight with someone that was on the show and then someone that can comment as someone that has been there, if that makes sense. Oh, 100%. And we have an amazing, amazing podcast coming up next week. So definitely stay tuned for that. And if you want to keep up on everything Hot Marriage Cool Parents, you can visit us on Instagram at Jamie and Otis or at Doug Hainer. But we also have a Hot Marriage Cool Parents page. So definitely check us out there to find out all of the little tips, tricks on keeping your marriage hot and parenting cool. Yeah, because we're such pros at that. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you guys next, or we won't see you, but we'll be hanging with you next week. We'll talk to you, but make sure you wear your face mask, wash wash your hands, hands, brush your teeth. That's it. (laughs) Take a shower. Love you. Who am I to say? I haven't taken a shower yet today. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.